Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Shmuel Bet, Perek Yutet, Chapter 19. Now, with Avshalom dead, we can might imagine that everything will calm down. However, out of the frying pan into the fire, David is going to find that it is very, very hard to return to a period of stability. We begin with the sense of Pasuk Yud. All of the different tribes are sort of uh, arguing between themselves about their role vis-a-vis the king. And they say, the king saved us from our enemies. He has saved us from the Philistines. Now he's left the land because of our shalom. And now who's going to lead the king back to his city? Who's going to lead the victory march? And David seems to seek the backing of Yehuda. Let's remember that our shalom's major backers seem to come from Yehuda. He crowns himself in Hebron, the capital of Yehuda. His main advisor is Achitofel Giloni. There seems to have been a problem with Yehuda, Yehuda unsatisfied with David's leadership, and that's why immediately David sends via Tzadok and Eviatar of the Kohanim to say to Ziknei Yehuda, Why should you be the final ones to lead me home? Achayatem, you're my brothers, atzmi you're my flesh and my bones. Why would you be the last? He's appealing for support from a Yehudah, and indeed, all of Yehudah um, support David like, like one man, and uh, they want to bring the, bring the king home. We're soon going to see that this itself is going to provide a, a tremendous tremendous trouble because when we get to the very end of our chapter, what's going to happen? Um, along come Ish Israel, the people from the other tribes, and they say, Why have Yehuda stolen you? They think they can lead the procession and they can be the ones to take you across the Jordan? And Yehuda respond and they say, Ki karov What do you mean? He's one of us. He's descended from Yehudah. Why are you so upset about it? And Ish Yisrael say to Ish Yehuda, What do you mean? We've got ten shares in the king. We're ten tribes. Why have you ridiculed us? Why are you treating us lightly? Didn't we have the first idea to bring David back? In other words, in David's desire for support from his kith and kin, in David's desire to try and repair the damage of Avshalom with the tribe of Yehuda, he opens an entire can of worms with some of the other tribes, and this is going to spur even further trouble down the line. That indeed is the frame of our story here, the beginning and the end. But in the middle of it, where David is going to have certain encounters which mirror the encounters he had 
as he left Yerushalayim fleeing from uh, Absalom because he's going to encounter exactly the same characters. The first one we meet is Shimi ben Gerah. Do you remember Shimi ben Gerah? He's the one who stoned David and said, Say, say, Isha Damim, Isha Blial, leave, leave, you bloody man, you godless man. And he's the one who said, You know, you are going to be paid your vengeance for what you did to the house of Shaul. Well, now, what does Shimi ben Gerah do? He's very, very clever. Obviously, he's insulted the king, probably committed treason. And by every means, as Abishai bin Suyar says, you know, I should uh, execute him, right? Um, however, Shimi ben Gerah comes down to meet David with a thousand men. Elef ish imomi binyamin. He brings with him a thousand men from Binyamin, and indeed he comes, brings with him Tzivar na Beit Shaul. We're going to talk about Tzivar in a second. And when David sees him with a thousand Benjaminites, what he basically done is by bringing these people, he's not going to be able to execute Shimi ben Girah at that moment because he risks breaking his ties with Binyamin, Shaul's tribes, tribe. And therefore, when Shimi ben Girah apologizes to him and says, Al don't consider it a sin the way I behaved to you on the day that you came with Jerusalem. What does David say to him? He says to him, Lotamut, you won't die, but Yishabaluhamelech. David seems to be very forgiving. A second encounter which we hear about here, even though it happened only after David comes back to Yushalayim, is David's encounter with Mephibosheth. Let's remind ourselves, Mephibosheth is the son of Yonatan ben Shaul, and he cannot walk. He needs help. Uh, he was dropped as a baby and lost the use of his legs. And if you recall, Tziva, the servant of the house of Shaul, had monopolized Shaul's estate, and David restored the proper balance ensuring that Siva would be eat at David's table all his life, and that Siva would serve him. As David was leaving Yerushalayim, Siva came to meet him. And Siva said, Ah, oh, my master, so happy to see you deposed. Here's some food, here is all sorts of supplies. And David at the time said to him, Fine, you can have Tziva, you can have Mephibosheth's field. Indeed, Siva had tricked him. Now, David comes back to Yerushalayim, and he meets Mephibosheth, and he can see that Mephibosheth has actually been in mourning since the moment that David left Yerushalayim. And when he sees this, he realizes that um, Siva lied to him and misrepresented Mephibosheth as being happy that David left when, in fact, he was sad. How do we know this? Because it says, Mephibosheth and Shaul Yarad Likrat he went to meet David. He hadn't washed his, his clothes. He hadn't shaved. Now, you can't fake that. You can't fake that. And when David comes back to Jerusalem, the king says to him, 
why didn't you leave Jerusalem when I, when, when I left? Why were you're not my ally? What's going on? And what he says is, Siva, my servant, tricked me. And he said to me, He told his servant to saddle his donkey. I wanted to leave with you. In other words, I was tricked by my by my servant. And now we understand what a double dealer, what a trickster Tziva is. Tziva had originally wrested Shaul's estate from Mephibosheth, and David had tried to restore the state of things. And once again, Mephibosheth had tricked his master, had tricked David. And at this point, David is, I guess, in a state of confusion, because on the one hand, he had sort of like granted the field to Mephib- to, to Tziva, and now he realized that Siva was incorrect. And at the end of this exchange, he says to him, um, You know what? Before I gave it to Siva, now I realize I was, I was wrong. You split the field together. And Mufibosheth even says to him, You can take the whole lot if you like. I'm so delighted that you're safe. Chazal in the Gemara in Shabbat Dafnun Vav criticized David for this. And they said, You said you accepted this Lashon Hara. You accepted this Lashon Hara about Mephibosheth. You said that Siva and Mephibosheth should share the field instead of pronouncing justice. Well, you're going to see eventually your kingdom will be split between Yeravam and Rahabam. What they're really saying is that David should have been more sensitive with Mephibosheth. We remember the special relationship with Yonatan. And that maybe David is 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 overwhelmed with emotion at this moment and it's confusing and so many things are coming at him with all directions. However, on this point he needed to be clearer. Maybe they're even saying something deeper. They're saying that uh, the source of division, that unless you're really, really careful, you're really careful to make sure that everybody gets their appropriate portion, then you risk further divisions in the future and therefore if i had to summarize this chapter this is a chapter which really dances around tribal tensions it dances around that david's already in a become unstable he's in a fragile position and when you're fragile certain pre-existing tensions and divisions have the possibility to flare up in unpredictable ways and cause even greater trouble. And that is indeed what we're going to see in our next chapter, chapter 20. See you tomorrow. Lehidraot.